Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Someone say, I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. It's on you. It is. It's on you. Stop blaming your parents. You're 38. Stop blaming your parents. You're 68. My dad, my mom, you're 18, you're out the house, whatever. It's time to take responsibility. It's on you, men and women. It's on you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk. I remember Jen's parents, they always taught her, be aware of your surroundings. That's part of you looking carefully how you walk. There was a guy back in the day, he laid concrete out here, him and his brother, you remember them? Brother Clay and his brother. I think his brother's name was Bootsy. Was it? He'd say, man, be careful. Keep, be careful walking around with your head down. You may trip over the booger man while you're looking for Jesus. Don't know exactly what that meant, but what I got out of it was keep your head up. Look carefully then how you walk, this verse says, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm. Making best use of time because the days are evil. Let's pray again real quick if you don't mind. Father, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you because you're faithful and good, and may your word fall on good ground as we worship you in spirit and in truth in this worship service. We thank you, we honor you, and we praise you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Someone said amen and amen. All right, let's go to Psalm chapter 90. Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. Let me give you a chance to get over there because, once again, it's not popping up on the screen. Those of you that didn't hear us earlier, we're having some technical difficulties today. But how many of you know it doesn't stop the word? If the lights were off, the emergency lights would come on and we'd still have the word today. Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. Teach us to realize the brevity of life. He's speaking to the Lord. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. How many of you know life is short? Life is short. Teach us to realize the brevity of life. Please no talking while I'm talking, please. This is a holy time with God. We're going to honor and respect his word. It's not just respect for me. It's respect for God's word. Please don't talk during the service. Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. Let me read it again. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Wow. We'd be a lot wiser in how we handled people and how we dealt with life if we realized, man, it could be over tomorrow. Sometimes we act, we act a fool not realizing that God's, God's taking notes. You know, one time, even, even though you've accepted Jesus, you're going to stand before God and be judged for the things you didn't get right. Did you know that? Say, oh my gosh, what am I? Well, the blood of Jesus covers you. You're going to go to heaven. You keep seeking God. You're going to go to heaven. But he's going to go, hey, you could have done this better. That was crazy. What was that? Scripture says we're going to give account, and I'm a big mouth. So this has always frightened me. We're going to give account for every idle work, word we've ever spoken. Say something dumb, you say something mean, say, say something offensive. We're going to give account for every idle word that we've spoken. Now that, that kind of wakes you, that'll wake you up, won't it? Say, man, man, what, what's the big deal there? So my first point today, as you can see, is it's on you. So number one is, this is real simple today, your time. Some people don't give a rip about time. And I can tell. 
Because you're making excuses, you're blaming everybody, and it's always about time. And time is kicking your ever-loving tail feather. Some of you are in a war with time just because you don't plan ahead, you don't look ahead. Look, I'm speaking to me as well because I'm a natural free spirit. I'm naturally disorganized. God's given me a brain to think and do all these things and remember stuff, but sometimes my thinking is disorganized. And my wife helps me a lot with that. And I've had others in my life over the years. My mom used to help me growing up. Say, hey, write a list, babe. Right? Come on. You, you don't even know what you're, you don't, you can't tell if you're coming or going. So you got to learn to honor time. Many, many folks say, well, I, I, and they always have an excuse. Always have it. Never on time. Forgot about it. It's not on the calendar. Always have an excuse. It's because it was because of this. It was because of that. No, it's because we learned this in South Africa. I remember we were at a church one time and the pastor said, and his son was always just kind of irritated with him. But the pastor said, you remember, he said, I don't respect time. He didn't. We know that morning because how long was the service? It was about four and a half hours. You were there, Barry. Four and a half hours. And that's fine. Praise God. You want to have a service that long? That, that. But, I mean, they started 30 minutes late. So there's, there's, half, you know, there's, there's half an hour right there. And different cultures are different. That's fine. Different cultures, praise God. But at some point, I told someone yesterday, I said, you know what? He came to help me with a little plumbing issue in the back. And he said, you ain't got to pay me. The guy that referred me is good to me. And I just, I'd like to bless you and your family. He's a good young man. I said, no, your time is valuable to me. It took you 30 minutes. I'm going to pay you some money because you showed up. And there'll be times I receive and someone says, no, 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 no. Time is valuable. I told Ephraim about that. We had a, he blessed me with something recently. I said, bro, your time is valuable to me. It's valuable. Your skills and your abilities, it's valuable. It means a lot to me. So I'm going to show you my gratefulness and say thank you. Really? You say, man, I didn't have the money to pay something. But man, then be grateful. Be genuinely grateful and say, thank you, man. Your time is valuable. Your time costs money. Time is money. It is. So let's go to Colossians um, chapter 4. Verse 5, look at this, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Hmm, are you with me there? Did you know you can tell a lot about someone by, by, the, time they go to, by the time that they choose to go to bed? Some babies, they struggle because they don't have a good bedtime. Growing up, we always had a bedtime. Said it was 8 o'clock. Say, oh, Matt's stubborn, though. He's going to fight. And I didn't want to go to bed. Mom would start saying, okay, let's start winding down. Do you remember that? Let's start winding down. I'm like, man, I hate that. I don't want to wind down. I'm just getting wound up. About to get turned up in here. It's night. I'm a night owl. But my parents, they just kicked my tail, said, go to bed. It's time to go to bed. And Jonathan and Elaine, they always had a tradition. They said, good night, sweet dreams. I love you. And I buck tradition, so I'd say, good night, I love you. And they're all, no, you're supposed to say all of it. Good night. I say, I love you, good night, sleep well. You know. But there was a bedtime. Now adults, let me talk to some adults in here. You struggle in the morning, you struggle with your schedule because some of you don't have a regular bedtime. All right? I, you say, man, what? Isn't this a Sunday morning service? Yes. Did you know sometimes you feel crazy because you're tired? You need a lot less meds and a lot more bed. Really, I don't mean you need to sleep 10 hours a day, but most humans in here, some need less, most humans in here need eight hours of sleep. 
Some of you do well at six or seven. That's good. I do okay at six or seven. That's great. If I can get eight hours, I want to. And that's important. This way, I'm respecting God's time that he's given me. Say, man, I can't spend all my time sleeping. Yeah, but you're up late, but then you wake up late and you're struggling in the morning. Most people need eight hours of sleep. You got to respect time. And did you know your time is on you? And the problem with you not managing your time is it bleeds over into my time. Are you with me? When you don't manage your time, it affects people around you and it affects me. And I respect time. I show up on time to appointments because I respect your time. And don't get me wrong, I've been late to stuff and apologize profusely. But I was taught you've got you've to respect other people's time. God has given us a certain amount of time. Let's read Psalm 90, 12 again. I want to read that verse again. This is a really different morning. I want to tell you right now. Just reading out of the Bible, old school here. 90, 12. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Did you know it also says in Psalms, there's so many verses about time. It also says in Psalms that our days have been numbered. And all of our days are in his book. So the Lord knows we're going to go meet him. So you got to honor the time God's given you. you got to honor other people's time. And you got to learn to work with time and not against time. Any of you ever tried to spit into the wind? I learned as a kid, as a kid, and I, I don't naturally, I'm not naturally just gifted with the greatest common sense. I'm going to be real with y'all. Y'all can look me in the eye here. I'm, I'm not naturally gifted with just great wisdom and common sense. I've had to have a lot of experience. But did you know even at the gas pump, I know without even thinking now, I can be thinking about anything else, when I take the, the, the gasoline thing, the hose, and I remove it from the vehicle, I, I'm always conscious of which way the wind's blowing here in Hobbs, and the wind's usually blowing in some direction. I'm windproof, you know, with my hair, but nothing else is. I pull that, that gas, gasoline hose out of the vehicle and the dispenser there, and I always know which way the wind is blowing. Why? Because I've gotten gasoline on my pants when I was headed to an appointment. It smelled like gas. And people were going, what? You, it's, does it smell like gas in here? I went, hmm. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it doesn't. Hmm. That's polo. <laughs> you say, why did you bring that up? Because you don't want to be fighting. It's like fighting against the wind here. There are just some things you can't do. you got to work with it. Same thing with time. You say, well, I've been given these certain amount of hours in the day. I'm going to honor and respect that. And here's what's crazy. We've all been given the same amount of hours in every day. We may not all live the same amount of time on this planet, but we've all been given the same amount of time in the day, every day. And it resets. Say, well, tomorrow. I'll wait till tomorrow. And, hey, I'm naturally a procrastinator. So don't tell me about, well, I'm struggling with procrastination, and that's just how it is. That's how it's going to be. I'll deal with it later. I know. I know. My mind works that way. But let's, let's deal with it now. There's a lot of things we can deal with right now. Right now. Someone say right now. Yeah, because it's on you. It's on me. It's your time. Let's go to Ephesians 4:31 and 32 Ephesians I'll give you a moment cuz I got to give myself a moment It's a good thing I know where these books are in the Bible, right? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 and 32 this is in the New Living Translation. Look at this. It says get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior. Are y'all with me? Are y'all hearing? He's speaking to Christians. 
He's speaking to believers. He said, that's not a mark. No, you know, as a believer, some of us have struggled with some of this stuff. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, verse 32, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Did you know it's on you concerning your relationships? Some of you are in relationships right now that you should not be in. They're a big waste of time. You're wasting each other's time, and you're bad for each other. Or some of you should be in a different relationship. You're in a bad relationship. Or some of you are just hiding and ducking and dodging, and you need to be in better relationships. Your relationships are very, very, very important. Someone say very important. Now, there's something I'd like to enlighten you with today because it's be it has really enlightened me over the years. I've watched this over and over again, maybe hundreds of times in church since I was a little boy. People disconnect themselves from church relationships, and then they feel reje rejected and disconnected after they disconnected themselves. Nice try, but I'm on to you when you push everyone else away and then try to blame them for not being close to you. Boy, it's quiet in here, and I've seen it. I've seen it right here in this room. You say, is that me? No, no, no. I'm speaking in general terms. Are we, we are on the live stream today. Praise God. Those of you on the live stream, hear me well. Hear me well. Sunday, May 1st, 2022. Some of you have disconnected yourselves from God and the right relationships, and now all you do is blame people for rejecting you, but you weren't there and you weren't part of it. And now you, you don't even really want to be part of it. So why are you complaining about being disconnected? We had a guy that used to hang out with us, some of the men. And we would invite him places. This is how weird he was. We'd invite him places, and he'd be on his phone posting on Facebook about how he didn't feel in and he felt rejected, but everyone was getting the notifications in the same room. And I'd, I wasn't. You remember that? Oh, I just don't fit in. No, because you're, you're wanting to go get your sin on is what it is. That's why you, that's why you don't fit in with church family. Don't put it on people. I'm going I'm to lean on that a while. I've seen people do that my whole life. They blame, say, oh, I'm feeling rejected. You've been rejecting yourself. You've been rejecting what God has for you. You go out and do your own thing, and it's everybody else's fault. I'm, I'm sorry. You don't get a free pass here. Not going to accommodate that. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. You have got to find the right relationships and keep them. Keep them. However, let's go to 2 Corinthians. Some of you guys are like, man, I, I didn't even know Pastor Matt. Man, he's eating my groceries today. I love you. That's why I tell you the truth. Because one day I'll stand before God and I'll be held accountable. People, they'll go six months, they'll go a year, they'll go two years, not go to church, and they go, man, my, ch my church family rejected me. Really? Nobody knows you no more. You've got a different hairstyle, different haircut. Your, your hair's a different color now. Like, so they didn't. You, you weren't serving. Some of the best ways to connect here are to serve, show up, come to church, and be in a small group. Really, it's that simple. But humans make it complicated, don't we? You know, the gospel is simple enough for a child to understand, but humans go, I'm confused. No, you just don't want to obey God. You're not confused. Some of you are like, man, this may be my, my last Sunday. No, you got to give a two weeks notice. Sorry. Mm-mm. <laughs> You don't get to just leave. Two weeks notice, and then we'll revisit it. I'll be like the mafia. You know too much. You can never leave. <laughs> I'm kidding with y'all. You got a free will. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. 
Don't team up. You know what people do when they reject God's plan for them? They reject church friends and family. They reject godly relationships. They go into this mess. Look at this. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? Ooh. How can light live with darkness? Say, they're my family. Who cares? Did you know Jesus' own family? They said, your family's here to see you. He said, my family is everyone who does the will of God. Because at some point, his family says, he's crazy. He's lost his mind. He's out of his mind. Yeah, well, they're going to think that when you're serving God. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? I'm in verse 14, 2 Corinthians 6, 14. How can light live with darkness? Verse 15. What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? You tell me. How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? Wow. And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God. He's talking to you and to me, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, the things that they're involved in, and I will welcome you. And I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Ooh, that's powerful. Are they seeing the verses at home today? No, not today. All right. Listen carefully. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. God's speaking to believers there. Did you know God has called you to purity in your relationships? Watch this. You ready? If your relationship is secret, hmm. Was it CNC Music Factory in the 90s that said it, things that make you go, hmm? Y'all remember. I don't know if that was the best song or anything, but I just remember that. Things that make you go, hmm, and I don't remember lyrics well. Hmm, wait, it's a secret? Wait, you're part of a secret organization? Why is it a secret? Unless you're a spy and you work for the CIA. Why is it a secret? I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. I may even be speaking to married people today. But if you get really excited to see someone of the opposite sex and you act different with them when other people are around, you've got a problem, brother. You've got a problem, sister. God's trying to speak to your heart this morning and deal with that. You be careful with your relationships. You've been called to be friends with people and acquaint and be acquainted with people and stuff, but you don't need no secret relationships. I'm going to tell you right now to those merry men out there on, on, on live stream or in this house, if it's a secret from your wife, ah, that's interesting. Don't do that. Had a guy with lots of wisdom in 10th grade PE class. You know, there's wisdom flowing in the locker room in 10th grade PE class. Some of y'all y'all know wisdom and stench. It stinks up in there. I told a guy one time, I said, man, I think my Achilles hurts. I don't know what's going on with it. And he got real serious and looked at me. I remember he's a tall, skinny guy. He looked at me. He goes, Matt, come here. Let me see it. Does it hurt when you do that? I go, yeah. And he said, don't do that. I said, no, man, really. But and he goes, no, but does it hurt when you do this? I said, yeah. How'd you? He goes, don't do that. <laughs> so I'm telling you right now, it may not hurt now, but it will later if you have secret relationships. So don't do that. Don't do that. Really? Remember, just say no to drugs, Nancy Reagan? Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't need no secret relationships. You don't got to be in a club that's secret. Some of these clubs and organizations, they're wacky. They got no windows in the buildings. That's weird. What are we hiding in there? You know? Jesus said those things done in secret will be shouted from the rooftops. 
So make sure your relationships are on point. Make sure your relationships are pure. And don't blame people. Remember, it's on you and it's on me. It's on you and it's on me. Jesus was all about personal responsibility and dealing with your relationship with God. Someone say, my relationship with God. That's all that matters, doesn't it? One day when it's all over, all the accolades are done and the educational stuff and all the money you made and the people you knew, man, you stand before God one day and he either says, well done, you good and faithful servant, or he says, man, I never knew you. You never took time to seek me. So don't keep putting it off. Take God seriously. This is so important. I want you to take personal responsibility. And remember, you got to give a two weeks notice, so you're going to at least hear another two weeks of this. Got to be here next Sunday. God's calling you to purity in your relationships. Be in relationship with the right people. And if several people have warned you about someone, they're ungodly, and you already know you have a weird feeling about it, it's awkward, but now you're going to just be, it's going to be a dirty little secret. No, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. God's called you to purity in your relationships. So we got your time. Say, my time. Uh Uh-huh, it's on you. Say, my relationships. Uh Uh-huh, that's on you. Now we're going to get into point number three here, and it is your actions. Mm, Actions, the old saying says, actions speak louder than words. So true. Let's go to Ephesians 4.30. I'm going to hit this hard, even though I may not hit it for very long. Ephesians 4.30, and it says, And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. The way you live is the way you're acting. Remember, he has identified you as his own. You're a child of God. Someone say, I'm a child of God. You belong to God. You say, man, but I've been hurt before, and I don't trust God. I don't trust people. Well, when we stand before God, did you let go of the bitterness? Did you put God first? Did you make it a point, man, to deal with your actions? Because you're responsible for your actions. You're responsible for how you respond. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Some translations say don't grieve him. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Praise God. Verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. That ties up into point two, doesn't it? Your relationships. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That kind of goes with point two and point three, your actions and your relationships. Did you know that I am responsible for my actions? As men, especially men with more of a hot head, sometimes we as men say, and did you know I had a real temper growing up? God had to heal me, kicked a hole in the wall one time. Can you imagine living in pastor's house and you kicked a hole in the wall? Like the day before, Dad was, dad was walking, I'll, right around that time, Dad was like, who, who nicked the wall here? There's a nick here. Who nicked this? And then I kicked a hole in the wall. Oh, man. I stayed away from Dad for about a day. I knew it was going to be my last great spanking probably. I was in seventh grade. I don't know. I don't remember the penalty, but I just remember being scared as heck. I thought Dad was going to kill me and make another one just like me. Woo, I was like, oh, man. It's, but I had to be responsible for my actions. I apologized, and I, I made it right eventually, and I, he, Dad got the wall fixed. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember what all, what all I had to suffer for that, but I am responsible for my actions. And it, someone listen to me. This is not real deep, deep, dark, ancient knowledge coming from a treasure of my wisdom. 
But did you know it can't be everyone's fault around me all the time? It can't be. Once in a while, you're in a situation and everybody's a bonehead. Get away from that. But right now, we can't all be wrong about a situation. Say, man, it's me against the world. Who, who, was that Tupac? I don't know. He didn't last real long, did he? Sorry. Very talented guy, but it was him against the world. Only God can judge him. Yep, I know. But actually, people around you judge you by your actions. I like, I like, I like that one about, only <coughs> remember the misspelled tattoo I've told you about? They sent me a meme. Only God can juge me. J-U-G-E. Huge. I don't know what that word is. Oh, man. No, actually, that's a way of shirking personal responsibilities because, oh, only God can judge me. Bro, you better quit saying that because one day he will judge you, and it's going to be tough. So judge yourself or you're going to end up getting judged. And people go, that, that's been the buzzword for many years now in Christian, Christian circles. Oh, they're, they're too, now the cool new thing is that's too judgy. Judgy? What? That's an adjective, I guess, like a judge. But people are mad at a judge when they don't sentence a killer to life in prison or to the death penalty. We want it for our convenience. I don't want to be judged. I want to act like a devil, but I don't want to be judged. No, people are judging you every day by what you wear and how you look. They are. They are. I'm growing up in God. I'm becoming more and more mature with God's help and the people around me and those that speak into my life. But people are. Why? In the book of Samuel, Scripture says man looks on the outward, huh? They do. If I show up to a meeting all broke, man, and give my excuses, I'm late, and I didn't get ready, and I didn't care, well, uh, they're judging me. So you take care of yourself. You answer to God. Someone say, I answer to God. Uh-huh. And your actions are very, very important. How you treat people, how you are with folks, how you handle conflict. God's watching you, most importantly, but so are other people. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's not fun when you're saved because now all your family's watching you going, man, if they mess up, I thought you went to church, right? You don't worry about them. That's going to happen. That's part of it. You're, you're like, man, I'm growing up in God. They're patient with me at church. It's okay. I'm going to make it through. I'm changing. And you better get saved before you die and go to hell. I mean, do whatever you got to get them to move on, right? But people judge. They do. They, and they judge you by the way you treat them, by your actions. They do. People judge. But that's okay, because G Scripture says that Jesus is the righteous judge. And he's going to do what's right and fair and equitable and just. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. So this is so important today, and I'm going to, man, I'm going to stay in the series for this month. Don't worry, it's only going to go through May. It's on you, it's on me, it's on us. One day I will stand before God and be held accountable. But even now on earth, as your pastor, you're watching how I live. You are. You're watching how I live, how I treat people. You'll see my mistakes. You'll see where I repent. You'll see where I ask forgiveness. You'll see where I humble myself, where I don't. You get, man, and that is not an easy thing. I don't, know, I don't even know why people want to be pastors. Unless you're called to do it, really. I've noticed, too, the called, they usually run from it. The ones that are really called. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing, and I'm going to tell you right now. But you as a believer, Scripture says you are the light of the world. But in another verse, it says, be careful, lest the light you think you have is really darkness. And oh, how great is that darkness? 
So how do you stay on the straight and narrow? How do you take personal responsibility? How do you work with others? How do you forgive and not walk in bitterness? You ready? It's deep. It's profound. The word and prayer. And as I close today, this is not condemnation. You say, man, is he judging me? Is he? No, 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 no. You've got to get into the word and prayer. You've got to get into the word of prayer. You have to. Or there, someone say, there's no change without the word and prayer. There's not. You'll be struggling with the same thing forever if you don't get into the word and prayer. Otherwise, there's no standard. So let me read you something real quick in closing. Galatians 5, 19 through 25. Look at this. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. This is, this is written to believers in Galatians. This is the church in Galatia. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry. Idolatry is idols. That's never good. Sorcery, which is witchcraft, manipulation, drug and alcohol use. Sorcery, the, the Greek word there is pharmakeia. So that's actually drug use. That's a work of the flesh. Substances that impair your thinking. Hostility. Quarreling, if you're angry or grumpy every time I see you, you got a problem. Really. Or if you're a jerk every other time I see you and I only see you for five minutes, you got a problem. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger. Don't worry, it's going to get better. We're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit in a second. Selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. That word is actually orgies, and that means wild sexual parties. That's very perverted. Where parties are sexually driven, many times they are when there are substances there, not of God. And other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. I know y'all are believers. I know y'all love Jesus, but we got to get reminders. Sometimes we need a fear of God. We need a fear of God. I better see you in here next week. Verse 22, I got good news. There's, someone say there's always good news. Oh, praise God. It's the good news. It's the gospel. He gives you, man, it's a two-edged sword. Somebody's like, man, that hurts. Yeah, but this is going to comfort you. Look at this. Galatians 5.22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. There's things you walk away from when you become a believer. Since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Someone say amen. Man, that is good news. And let me just a brief review. It's on you. It's on me. Your time, your relationships, your actions, just three things today, and I want you to think about them. Say, man, I feel mad. No, repent and humble yourself. Don't be mad. Repent. If I messed with you today, if I stepped on your toes, it's because I love you. I'd rather you hurt now than later when it's worse. I'd rather warn you now so that you do a stitch in time and save nine. Really, you don't want to keep dealing with this stuff. You want to learn to repent? Seek God now. Today is the day of salvation. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes if you would, please. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt, I've never accepted Jesus, nor have I made him the Lord and Savior of my life? Would you raise your hand? I want to pray with you if you've never accepted Jesus. 
God bless you. God bless you. It's going to stick this time in Jesus' name. You're going to put God first. You're going to serve God in Jesus' name. Anybody else? All right. I want you to repeat this prayer with me today. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Change me. Because I can't change myself. Say, apart from you, I'm a sinner. But say, by the grace of God, according to Scripture, I'm a saint when I put my faith in you. Doesn't mean I have no faults. It means I don't practice sin. Say, I call upon the name of the Lord today to save me, deliver me, and heal me. I can't save myself. Say, Jesus, you are Lord. You're my Lord. Come into my life and save me. Say, I believe you died and rose again for me. I believe in Jesus' name.